You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. The secret to well-being is discovering the power that is your birthright, the power to create a happier, healthier life drawn from our own vast internal resources. Join Jules and her guests as they gently guide you to shift your perspective from the familiar negative to the divinely connected, a place that will not only positively impact your world, but possibly shift the planet. It's all right here on Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Well, welcome to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. I'm Jules from beautiful Southern California, and I'm so happy you could be with me. Spring is on its way in, and I hope that you're able to see new life sprouting up from the ground as you begin to feel renewed. Now is the time for you to go outside in your bare feet and walk around in the dirt or grass or even the gravel, whatever you can do to connect with Mother Earth. You will feel rejuvenated after a long, harsh winter. And that is one reason why I'm bringing on my very special guest tonight, Joan Rorscheib, who is a life coach specializing in the law of attraction, as well as specializing in helping women to heal their trigger points. That's really, really important. She's an energy healer as well as an intuitive and can effectively tune in to her client's issue. And this is why she's actually in high demand. Well, I wanted to bring her because of her words of wisdom. And I know you're going to love tonight's show. And you're going to be able to identify with everything she's talking about and really grasp a lot. Now, I want to remind you a few great things. We have a brand new show on Law of Attraction Radio Network, and it's called Joshua Live. Now, Joshua is a group of non-physical teachers who talk about the expanded version of the Law of Attraction. It's a great addition to our already magical lineup of terrific shows. So, go to Law of Attraction Radio Network dot com or loa radio network dot com and click on their pictures and just take a listen you're gonna love them i can promise you each one has a special message and if you just go eeny meeny miny mo you're gonna pick the right one that you need to hear and there is a direct message in that for you to expand your life i also want to remind you that I'm going to be in Las Vegas on May 16th and 17th with Michael Loger. I hope that you can join me because I would really love, love to meet you. And he is doing this really tremendous training where you can effectively make money via the law of attraction if you're a teacher or a coach specializing in the law of attraction he's going to show you and give you tips techniques absolutely a turnkey solution on how you can make money and not only make money through teaching but for speaking as well it's really going to be a great two days so i hope you'll join me out there in beautiful warm las vegas 
And now, because it's spring, don't you feel hopeful? <laughs> this is such an amazing time to be alive. Each and every one of us on this planet chose to be here at this precise moment in history for a reason. If you're not happy about life, well, I would suggest that spring is the perfect time for you to reset your perception. Remember, it's your choice to be happy or to be miserable. It's your choice to be a victim or a victor. It all depends on what you're saying to yourself and keeping you from being empowered. You're the only one that can change your thought process. You're the only one. There's a lot of tips and techniques, but you're the one who has to do the work. Here's the thing. You and I are one. We are a part of this really growing, huge community. If you hate or you're angry, you are blocked out of our community by virtue of your own vibration. I don't block you. Your vibration blocks you. If you're just listening and not doing the work, well, that's a good first step, but it does take shifting your perception and jumping in with both feet to change and heal your life. You can do it because, well, I did it. First step, take responsibility for your actions and your thoughts. Stop blaming others and start, start today to rewire your thoughts. So with that, let's take a fast break and we'll be right back with Joan. You're really going to like the show, so stay with us. Are you a Law of Attraction coach? Are you supporting yourself with this? If not, I've got the turnkey solution for you to finally make money while teaching others Law of Attraction. I'm Michael Loche, the best-selling author of Law of Attraction, which has sold over 2.8 million copies in 17 languages. Come to my event on May 16th and 17th in Las Vegas and discover the secret to your Law of Attraction success. Visit www.CertifiedLawOfAttractionFacilitator.com for more information. Secure your place today. Visit www.CertifiedLawOfAttractionFacilitator.com It's here. It's hot. And it's a must-read. It's the science behind The Law of Attraction magazine. Every issue brings you great articles and in-depth how-tos from all your favorite Law of Attraction experts, authors, scientists, and medical professionals. Go to lawofattractionmagazine.net. That's lawofattractionmagazine.net. Dot N-E-T. Well, welcome to Law of Attraction Talk Radio, Joan. Thank you so much for coming today. This is going to be so much fun. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it very much. You are um, 
a life coach and you specialize in helping women um, with triggers. And I love that word, but I want to expound on it more. Okay. But let's go into first to um, just talk about what your history is. How did you get involved and why did you want to specialize with women in particular? Okay. So um, I didn't find life coaching. Life coaching found me. Um, and it was kind of in an odd way. I've always believed in the law of attraction, um, but let's say I wasn't really focused on it. You know, things would show up in my life. I'd be like, oh, look, yeah, I, I remember thinking about it. I'd like to have that, but didn't really put two and two together. So um, I've been working in the corporate world for about 40 years. And um, the last job I had was very difficult. There were a lot of things going on in the company. Um, they split up. They did a divestiture. Half the people left. I've been there for eight years. And um, I, I just, I had some health issues. There was a lot of stuff going on. And so I kept saying to myself, I can't do this anymore. I had a long commute. I was getting up at 2.30 in the morning so I could get into work. It was just crazy. It was ridiculous. But I kept repeating that same, I want to say mantra, that I can't do this anymore. And so the universe responded in kind. Because remember, the universe doesn't care whether you're sending out positive thoughts or negative thoughts. It just says, your wish is my command. And um, I got laid off after eight years. <laughs> And so here I am, you know, my boss calls me into the office and he said, I, you know, we don't need you anymore, but we want you to stay and train two more people to do your job. And I'm like, okay. But rather than going into that normal panic mode, I was like, I was okay with this. Cause I instantly got that feeling like there's something bigger happening here. Wow. So just, you know, like just go with it. So here I am 60 years of age and I'm like, okay, well, hmm, let's see. So I was looking, I knew I didn't want to go back to the corporate world. So I was kind of looking around to see what it was that, you know, what do I want to do next? And I always knew that I had a higher purpose. I just didn't know what that was. And it didn't really occur to me until all these emails started flooding in about coaching programs and counseling programs. And, and then on Facebook, coaching programs. And I'm like, all right, little ding, ding, ding. Um, you need to pay attention before you actually get the billboard on you. This is a sign telling you this is what you're supposed to be doing. So I started looking into coaching and I found a program that was really exciting and it was about law of attraction and using coaching with the law of attraction. And so I signed up for it. It was a year long course. It was a lot of strict requirements that had to be fulfilled. And after a year, I got my certification and moved on from there. Um, the reason I chose healing women and dealing with emotional triggers is because I had my own emotional wounds and they became apparent in really blatant terms right before I got laid off. I kept noticing I was reacting a certain way to things my manager would give me, or I was reacting certain ways when I would walk in, I would feel that energy that was just like pulling me down which led me to keep saying, I can't do this anymore. I can't do this anymore. Um, so I started thinking, you know, I'm not the only one that's got emotional wounds. I come from a large family. Um, I talk to my sisters all the time. You know, we always talk about things like that. Like why, why do we hurt when somebody says something to us? Why do we take it the wrong way? Or why does the situation keep appearing in our life? And I started to look at my own life and I noticed that through the jobs 
that I had in my 40-year career of working in corporate America, the same things kept reoccurring over and over and over again. And I just, you know, until I heal that, it's going to keep showing up in my life. And it's showing up for a reason. It's showing up to be healed. I love that. I love that. It's showing up for a reason. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. So with all of this training, I, you know, I think your story is something that everybody needs to hear. And I'm sure that they are identifying with it. Because I just got to say, you haven't, working in the corporate world, there's no freedom. Now, you have freedom because you actually said to me that you were, you're an avid gardener. I am an avid gardener. Yes, I am. So it's like, okay, through losing that position, thank goodness, now yeah. you are experiencing life as it's supposed to be lived with the freedom, not working for someone else. Exactly. So you know what and, happened? What? I started showing up for life. Oh, I love that. You know, I think what happens is we get so ingrained in everything that happens, our daily activities. You get up early in the morning, you get the kids ready, you're going to work, you're coming home, you're cooking a dinner, whatever else might be, off to school or bringing the kids to sports or whatever. And I just think we go through life on remote control. We're just boom, 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 boom. And then we don't realize that, you know, a week has gone by or the year has gone by. And we're like, when did that, where was I? When did that happen? Yeah. Yeah. So I showed up. I started showing up for life and it's been amazing. Showing up for life. That's a good one. That is a good quote right there. I like that. I like that. And so many people don't realize that they can do it. And this is why I think the law of attraction is so dominating right now. It's because People are looking and realizing their life is just nothing. I mean, they don't have the freedom. They're, they're so structured, and there's so much more, so much more. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I didn't realize that until, until after I got laid off. So a lot of people would have taken that, oh, my gosh, because I had people come to me, oh, my God, you're 60. Like, what are you going to do now, you know? How are you going to find another job? I'm like, no, no, no. You don't understand. I'm finally involved in life now. I'm finally appreciating all those things that were surrounding me that I never really noticed before. And even being a gardener, I mean, I noticed the flowers and stuff, but I really started noticing things. You know, I keep on thinking people are going, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. I exactly. And it wasn't until I got forced out of a job that I started going into this. Ah. So it's like, you know, you're right. Sometimes the universe puts that in front of you and you feel rejected. But if you look at it a different way, you are going to be blossoming in freedom. Uh, I, I so believe in being an entrepreneur. I think that is really where the majority of us who are looking at the law of attraction are striving to be. Exactly. But having said that, there must be a way that you can still work for people and still change your perception so that you can gain that freedom too, right? Exactly. Exactly. How, how do you do that? 
Well, I think you have to pay attention. You know, you really have to pay attention to what's going on around you. The universe is sending signs all the time. I mean, my sisters and I used to kid, you know, I'm asking for a sign, I'm asking for a sign. Well, the universe is handing you a sign. You have to pay attention. And before that sign becomes a billboard crashing down on you, or as in the Wizard of Oz, somebody drops a house on you, you need to pay attention, right? And when you pay attention is when you start to be creative with your life. And you start to notice that life is happening around you and it's trying to draw you in. You are part of life. We are all connected. Oh, I love this. Yeah, yeah. All right. So let's go to the triggered. Uh, well, first, I wanted to ask you, are you an empath? Because you, <laughs> you, you talk about the heart connecting. You connect with your clients. And so what is, what is that? So um, I'm also a Reiki master teacher. So I um, do absent Reiki. And when I do absent Reiki, I can actually ask the energy of the other person to connect with me. So I can basically understand what's going on or where they're coming from before I even get on the coaching session. Oh, that's great. That's great. So you're reading their energy while you're merging kind of with their energy. Exactly. And then you're, you're ask, asking permission first. Exactly. Yep. To do that. Very cool. So it's with that, in, I'm sure you can pick up what is going on with them within a few minutes of talking. I would say usually within the first five to ten minutes max. I can understand when I ask a question... I really listen, that's why I say, I, I, like, I close my eyes when I coach because I'm really listening. I don't want any distractions whatsoever. I want a blank screen, and I want to really intently listen to what they're saying and how they're answering the questions. Because a lot of times, if it's a deep emotional wound, I find when they answer the question, there's something underlying that I can pull out. And so I usually ask them, what is their intention for our call today? And they'll tell me what the intention is and what they want to do. But behind that answer is the true intention of the call. Wow. So for instance, I had a client whose intention for the call was she was having a bad time in a relationship with her husband. But it really turned out within five minutes that it wasn't the relationship with her husband she was having a problem with. It was actually she had an issue with money. Oh. And it came about in a very, just a very strange way, just in the questions that I was asking. So she was blaming her husband for her money issues? Pretty much, yeah. So do you think that the majority of your clients would have, would be more of the victimhood? Is that what? Yes, yes, yep. And I can recognize that because I, I was probably the professional victim. I decided to change my career um, and not be a professional victim anymore. Ah. So I understand that. I understand where they're coming from. And that's the reason why a lot of these triggers that happen, like if somebody, if your boss says something to you and you instantly get hurt, a lot of those triggers are because you've been wounded and you can feel it in your body. I feel it in my body when I have a trigger. So it's like either in my throat. So then I look back and I think, okay, it's in my throat. So what is that trigger? Was I not allowed to have my say? 
did people not listen to me when I was a young child? And basically, so I wasn't able to express myself. Or if I did express myself, I was shut down. Mm. Wow. Interesting. So do you think um, a lot of the people have issues from their childhood that they bring forward? Yes. Most, That's I find that most of the issues are from childhood. They had an emotional wound, something that occurred in their childhood, but sits behind the scenes and then gets reinforced. So it sits behind the scenes and you don't, you don't have it anymore for a while until something triggers that wound. So somebody says something to you or somebody judges you or, you know, somebody invalidates what you're saying, whatever the case might be, that wound gets opened again. And then you react in a certain way. Just like if your husband were to say something to you and you, you instantly get defensive. Where's that coming from? Where's, why are you being defensive? And it could have started perhaps with her, with a, a father. Right. Could be a parent. Exactly. Exactly. Or right. even a teacher. A te right. Reinforced by a teacher or started from a, te from a teacher or from a, a friend's parent, whatever, whatever the case might be. Usually it starts younger. So it's actually a repeating pattern then that starts from the first time as a child and then it keeps on happening over and over again until you are helping them to recognize what it is. Exactly. So they recognize what it is. What mm -hmm. do they do to heal that? So usually what I have them do is we do a number of things, um, meditations, affirmations, um, journaling, uh, gratitude statements. Um, a lot of times I use processes from the law of attraction from Abraham Hicks's book, ask and it is given. Mm -hmm. Um, and once, once we get them into moving up that emotional scale and feeling better, I get them to tell a different story. I get them to be the observer from the outside, go back to where that time was where they feel the wound occurred. And as the observer, Tell me a different story. How could this have been different for you? Tell that to your other self. Tell that to your other soul, your younger soul. What is it that you could change in this situation? If I were to ask you that question as you being the coach, what would you tell me to do? So I kind of put it back on the client again to, to switch it around. They have all the answers. Everybody has all the answers. They're lying deep within. And when you connect with yourself, those answers are there. I, one of my best times during coaching sessions is that all of a sudden a client will stop after I've asked a question and they were like, oh, <laughs> so that's where it came from. Or that's why I react the way I react. I love that because it's like, you know, that proverbial light bulb just went off in their head. And when they understand the trigger and they understand where the wound came from, then they can start to heal. Interesting. Yeah, that makes so much sense. So how long have you been doing this? Uh, coming up on two years now. Wow. But I feel like I've been doing it most of my life because everybody used to always come to me for advice or just an ear, you know, just a shoulder to cry on. <laughs> so I have a feeling that you've always been intuitive and that you could help people, but now you're doing it on a professional level. Absolutely. Yep. I love it. Yeah. Yeah.
that is really great. Um, so what other things that have you helped your clients to do, um, discover about themselves? Um, that they are truly unique human beings and they're all special in their own, in their own way. And they all have something to offer and that they all have a life purpose that they're so, supposed to fulfill. I mean, I find it, I find it interesting and intriguing and kind of odd that we're, we're all here on this rock that's hurtling around this big universe that flows around the sun. Like, what are we doing here? Like, are we a, a computer program that's gone awry or what? Like, why are we here? We're got to be here for a reason. And everybody serves their purpose. And I think, I think the reason why we're here is to actually reconnect back to the source that brought us here in the first place. That's, to me, that's my goal, is to get back to where I was before. Mm. I have an interesting story about uh, my niece when she was three years old. She went to her mom really, really upset, and she said, what's wrong? Why are you crying? She said, I'm forgetting what it was like to be with God. Oh, like she gave me chills down my back. Mm. So, you know, whether you believe in God or source for the universe or Allah or the Great Spirit, I think there's a, there's a higher power, and we all came from that higher power. We came down here to serve our purpose. And then the whole idea is to get back home again, and that light within is home. So what, are, what is our – we have a purpose. We came here to do something, to learn something. What do you think the essence of – all of that is what is our main purpose for coming here and experiencing this oh i wish i could figure that out um for me i think the main purpose is to serve the other spiritual beings that are here um to show who i am as being a unique individual in this body um and i just think that for me going back home again and that home being the light within, going back to source, is the ultimate goal. I agree. I agree. So if we um, expand beyond ourselves, for example, I was so stuck in my head, I was kind of narcissistic, I'm recognizing now, that it was all, the world was all about me. Mm -hmm. And then here came the law of attraction. And finally I had to recognize, well, wait a minute. It's not about me. It's about being here and serving everything. Right. Helping be a part of it. That's where my self-worth is coming from. Mm -hmm. So that would, um, would you agree that that's, that we need to step outside of ourselves for more growth? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, for me, just being able to do this with you and interacting with you, I mean, that was a step out of my comfort zone. Um, we had had that conversation back and forth, you know, and I'm so glad that you encouraged me to do this. Um, I think once we, once we take those little mini baby steps out of our comfort mm -hmm. zone, the universe has a tendency to expand and show us more and more because we are capable of amazing things. And the universe being as infinite as it is, I mean, there's so much available to us. And I think the more you step out of your comfort zone and the more you try and interact and help other people, 
more and more abundance just comes to you. Interesting. Yes, I agree. I agree. Oh, this is fun. So what, what, um, let's get back to the triggers now. Could the triggers just be part of your DNA? Like I have noticed that I'm so much like my mother <laughs> and she really did react with stress. Every time there was stress in her life, she went ballistic and I'm like that. Huh. What, what can I do to not let that stress influence me because boy, <laughs> I'm not, I'm just not a nice person when that stress hits me that way. So you just said something that you're just not a nice person. So how does that feel about not being a nice person? Is that, is that your authentic self? It doesn't feel good at all not being a nice person, but I find myself in that position. So what do you think you could do to turn it around? Like you don't want to have that feeling because that doesn't feel good at all. Well, I want to not have the stress in my life. I okay. want to be less busy. I want to live life to the fullest as you do. Right, right. So how do you think you could do that? What could you do? to be able to offset some of the things that are not, that are taking up your time, that are making you feel so stressed and so busy. Can somebody else take that off of your hands? Sure. Ask the universe. I need somebody else, the universal manager. I'll take care of this, but I need somebody else to take care of that. Yes, and you'd I'm, be surprised how many people show up in your life and make an offer. I need a, I need a full-time CEO. <laughs> there you go. I'm calling the universe. <laughs> Come on, you. I have got big plans, but you know, I don't, I, I don't want to get into that stress. Right. So that's right. kind of stopping me. So, uh, uh yeah, I, you're right. I do need to yell it out and let the universe deliver to me what I need to fulfill my mission. You have and, a wonderful mission. Oh, thanks. It, so you recommend meditations and yep. affirmations exactly um is, is there a trick to the affirmations positive and in the present so one of my affirmations that i i meditate on every single morning and at night is everything happens in my favor i am supported by the universe mm, i like that and every ever since i started doing that it's been amazing what's been showing up in my life it's just, it's just been amazing, but you have to, you have to pay attention. Otherwise you won't realize that the universe is actually fulfilling your request. You'll think it didn't show up, but it actually did show up. You just weren't present for it. So somehow, how do you take off the blinders so that you can see the opportunities flow to you from the universe? You know, I think, I think we get stuck. Well, I think it's a matter of tuning in more to yourself and getting to understand who you are and realizing that there is a light within. And I think I get, for me, I get that through meditation. I, when I meditate, I'm tuning into myself and I'm understanding who I am. And I'm, I'm talking to that light within and getting the answers that I need for my day. I like that. So tell me, do you, when you meditate, 
do you put your mind on pause and just do the ums or do you actually get inner messages? Um, it depends. Sometimes I get inner messages. It depends on what, what my intention is for the meditation. Um, a lot of times, especially when I meditate at night, I just want to, I just want to shut it, like shut it down. Like even whether I've had a good day or a bad day, I just want to clear my head and I want to just focus on having a good night's sleep, being rested, knowing that when I wake up the next morning, I get to start and create a new day all over again. So I'm, I really love meditation. I've been meditating every single day for two years now straight. How long do you meditate? What do you recommend for people? I usually do about 25 to 30 minutes. Um, I just let it flow. Sometimes I've gone 40 minutes. It just, it just depends. Once I, you know, once my eyes pop open, I'm like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> I've fulfilled my requirement. So when you were working though, you while working at the corporate level, yep. you were not able to meditate. I would meditate. I would get to work before God and everybody else was up. And I would put in 15 minutes of meditation to try and center myself for the day. And do you recommend that for people who are working for others to do? I do. I, I really do. I think it's really important to tune in because we, like I said before, we get so busy. We just are so out of touch with not only what's going on in our lives, but we're so out of touch with who we are. And we lose our sense of identity. Mm. We lose who we are as an authentic person. So I think it's very important. And I think when you get into a meditation, meditation state and you get used to meditating, you're going to find, at least for me, I can't speak for everybody else, but at least for me, I find I can handle the day much better. Mm. I'm more centered. I'm more calm. I don't let things bother me as much as they used to. So I, I think I would, and my interactions with people are a lot better, a lot better. Okay. So that's, um, I agree. Everybody should be meditating for an easier way of living. Exactly. That 15 minutes can just make a world of difference. Right. And you don't have to do 15 minutes. Just do five or yeah. three, you know, whatever you can do, just, just quiet your mind for a little bit. Just like settle in and, and get in touch. Yeah. And I'm sure you do that while you're gardening too, huh? Oh, I love gardening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you get your hands in the soil and you're grounding yourself and you're freeing up and you're actually putting more energy down into the soil. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's very nice to be outside in the open and, and uh, here in New England and springs and summers are gorgeous and just being able to just get my hands in the dirt and play with the flowers and rearrange things. It's just, it really is very meditative for sure. So gardening is, I like to go um, sit underneath my mango tree out here in the desert nice. and put my feet in the grass. And fortunately yep. it's always sunny here. Very rarely <laughs> cloudy. And we never get snow here in the desert. So Lucky you. Um, yeah, we had 16 yeah. inches the other day. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, that's even if I take five minutes to go and ground with mm -hmm. the earth, which is Gaia, which is the connection, the, the, the major connection. Right. Uh, it does make my life feel a lot better. So, but what would you say about other triggers that 
women have come to you about? Um, well, sometimes um, the triggers could be something a spouse or, or a partner has said. You know, it's just they could come home and, you know, the first thing they say is, isn't dinner ready yet or something like that. That can be a trigger because, once again, if you feel unworthy um, and that you're not enough, that will, that will trigger you to go back to that memory of, oh, geez, you know, I can't do anything right. I'm not worthy of, of having things perfectly. You know, I'm not doing things the way somebody wants me to do them. Um, so the, that's one trigger. Um, another trigger could be um, somebody who's having money issues. And a friend could say, okay, I want to go. Why can't you come with me to the concert? You know, and it, that triggers somebody to have that feeling of I'm not enough or I can never, I can never get what it is that you have. You know, I cannot, I'm not living up to your expectations. So let's talk about um, the money situation mm -hmm. and how would you, how do you coach them to, to change their perspective from lack into abundance? How do you help them with that? Because the issue is, like you said earlier, really about them and the way that they think. Right. And it has to do with their self-esteem that they aren't worthy of gaining more money or. Well, I think it has, it could be a, a number of things, but what I like for them to do is to try and let's say get a $50 bill and carry around that $50 bill and don't spend it, but know that you can spend it. And if you could do a hundred dollar bill, it's even better. Know it's in your wallet. And at any point in time, you could go into a store and you could spend a hundred bucks. And what that does is it opens up the universe to bring you more money because you know you have that $100 bill or that $50 bill to spend. So you're not coming from lack. A lot of people come from lack. Like they'll ask the universe, I want to have some more money. And then they ask again the next day and they ask again the next day and they don't understand why it's not coming to them. Well, stop asking because what you're doing is you're telling the universe, I don't have the money yet. Ask once. I mean, when you go through a drive, you know, a drive through like McDonald's or whatever, you don't keep going around and placing your order. You place it once, just like with Amazon. You place your order once, and you know it's going to come. So just place the order once, and then recognize the signs. But know it's coming, and be specific. Be I can give you an example about being specific about asking for a sign. Yeah, please. So, <laughs> so I usually ask for a sign if I have something that I need to make a decision on, or if I want something to happen. And so my sign is I asked for a red cardinal to appear. So one day last summer, I wanted to see two red cardinals. Well, I wasn't specific. I'm thinking when I'm asking the universe for the sign of two red cardinals on a branch that I want to see two red cardinals on a branch, but I didn't get specific enough. So I didn't see it. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. I was like, oh, okay, whatever. And I completely forgot about it. Well, about two or three weeks went by and a magazine came in. And I just randomly opened up a page, and there on the right-hand side is a woman wearing a white robe, and there's cardinals, red cardinals all over it. <laughs> and at the waistline is two red cardinals sitting on a branch. I lost it. I completely burst out laughing. My husband's like, what's the matter with you? I'm like, you have no idea. This is so incredibly funny. The universe is so funny. I didn't get specific enough. I was assuming I would see two red cardinals outside my backyard on a branch. I didn't say that. I just said I wanted to see two red cardinals on a branch. I did. They were in the magazine. 
I think that is wonderful. And you're, you're right. You have to be more specific. What about um, prosperity consciousness and giving away, like I find when I give a homeless person money, mm-hmm. it comes back to me in record speed, you know, 10 times, 20 times the amount. Right Think about that. That's basically changing my mind, right? From right. lack into abundance. If I'm abundant enough to give them money and I'm not worried about it, I just want to serve. Right, right. Is that so you're it? giving? You're giving it in pure positive energy, right? So you're giving it with a positive intent, and you're sending that positive energy out into the universe. Well, the universe is going to respond in kind because you sent that positive energy out. You had the best intention to give that homeless person money. So it's only going to flow back to you. It cannot not flow back to you. Yeah, that's true. And it happens fast. It happens. Sometimes it happens really fast. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I have, um, uh, when I see homeless persons driving or whatever, I'll always make sure that I give them the money just not to get anything back, but just because I think I should. I just well, you, want to. I, I want to help them at least get a meal. Right, right. You know? Well, you're giving from your heart. You're giving from who you are authentically. And so I think uh, the re- that is recognized. Well, that is a really easy way for me just to make sure I have the cash in my pocket and give it to them. And I try to have some cash always available. There you go. But it's, you don't have to have a great deal of cash, even a dollar to. There's a program I um, uh, interviewed this guy um, who gave away a dollar a day. And he would leave that dollar in like the grocery store on top of a can of peas or something like that for somebody to discover. Mm-hmm. And that joy the person had in discovering that dollar, it, it, he would stand back and watch their face and not knowing they wouldn't know that he gave the dollar, but it was such jo- a joyful experience mm-hmm. that he just kept on doing it every single day. And he became Wealthier and wealthier right. because of that piece of joy that he gave to someone else. Exactly. Exactly. I, I used to do that it. in restaurants. I used to really pick, yeah, I used to pick a randomly just go and pick a couple. Like I would typically there were elderly couples, you know, sitting over the enjoying a meal out. And I would just tell the waitress, don't let them know, but I'm going to pay for their meal. And then I would sit back and I would watch how they would react. And that brought me so much joy because they would be like, what? Somebody, somebody paid for my meal. Oh, how nice. You know, what a wonderful thing to do. Um, and one time it happened and they actually knew who it was and they came over and I said, all I ask is that I wanted to do that for you. But what I ask you is that you get the opportunity to pay it forward and do it for somebody else and just let that ripple just go right out. Yeah, that is so neat. And you're right because it's, not that you want the recognition it's like it's just a a magical feeling it's giving it's giving the pure essence i think of who you truly are without any reservations without any conditions on it without any requirements you don't expect anything back that's 
the magic of pure giving. You don't expect anything back. Exactly. That is the most important thing of all. Mm -hmm. I love that. You know, there's so many ways that you could be abundant. So do you share these with your um, clients' ways when they come to you about money? You, you actually, I would assume, go back and figure out where that insecurity started, right? Exactly, yep. And then you would give them instructions on how they could change it. Right, right. We could do a process. We could do a meditation. We could do a meditation with an affirmation. So you take your affirmation, you meditate, it, meditate on it you know, for 15 or 20 minutes. And then you write your thoughts that come to you afterwards down in a journal. And a lot of times you'll find that they're actually co-creating with the universe through their journaling. And once they understand that, you ask them to look for the signs. Start small and look for a sign. Ask for something and wait for it to show up. It's going to show up. Just don't keep asking. Because when you keep asking, you're coming from lack. Oh, yeah. That's an important point right there. Yeah, that is good. I like this. So much fun. And these are such important tips. Now, you also help a person to become or to recognize their own intuition, right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. How in the heck do you do that? Well, once again, I think getting in touch with yourself and through meditation and a lot of times I ask them to close their eyes. So if we've come up on a difficult situation that they, they need an answer to, I usually ask them to just close their eyes, take a deep cleansing breath, and tell me the first thing that comes to your mind. And once they tell me, I'm going to say, where did that come from? And a lot of times they say, I, I don't know. It's just something I heard. That's the still small voice that resides within all of us. That's your intuition. And if you pay attention to it throughout the day, you're going to get used to listening to that intuition. Just like it tells you, don't take that exit today. Take a different way home. And then you find out because there was an accident on that exit. At the same time, you would have been there. So you could have been involved in it. You just took a different way home because you listened to your intuition. Mm, so the yeah. still small voice talks to you all the time, all the time. And there's been times where I didn't listen to it. And then later on, I'm like, darn, if I had just paid attention, <laughs> that wouldn't have happened. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was uh, mentioning stress before with me, but sometimes that stress is like a signal for me to sit mm -hmm. up and pay attention. That's the contrast. But, yeah. So it's not like um, that I need to discard it, but I just don't need to live in it for a long exactly. period of time, that tiny short time frame. Right. You know? But I think what it is, is it's the contrast showing up. I think the universe is telling you through that emotion that you're feeling, what, what do you want to feel? What is that thing that you really want to feel? So it's showing you a contrast. It's giving you a bad feeling so that hopefully you'll recognize, I don't want to feel this way. This is horrible. How do ask yourself, how do I want to feel? And then try and focus your thoughts on better feeling thoughts. Do gratitude statements in your head. Notice something that you truly appreciate, whether it's the birds outside or it's the flowers in your garden or the warm weather. And really thank the universe and be grateful that you're able to experience that. 
before you know it, you're totally out of the stress mode. Right. It's not there anymore. So you're actually distracting yourself from staying in that space. So yes. you're shifting you're to shifting. another right. place. You're so, going, yeah. You're going to an area that's more clear in what it is you want to experience. Because when you go to that area where you want to experience good feelings, you're like, why do I want to go back there again? I don't yeah. want to go back there. That's horrible. I want to go over here. And I think once you practice this, there's no magic wand that you can wave and say, boom, Shazam, you're finished, you know, you're fixed, everything's fine. There's no emotional wounds anymore. You're never going to be stressed again in your entire life. But I think the more you practice being in gratitude, the more you practice being observant, and the more you are involved in life itself, the pulsating energy of life, the easier it becomes. Mm. Mm. Mm -mm. I love this. It is so good. What a, this is a tremendous uh, show in that you do focus on women mm -hmm. and you're helping them, but I would assume you could also do it for men. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I do focus on women only because of my own experience, of my own wounds, the wounds that I've healed, the wounds that I'm still working on healing. Um, but in actuality, I am coaching a man right now in his business and trying to deal with the emotional wounds that he has that stops him from moving his business forward. Ah, ah, that's really important. Mm -hmm. So how long do you go with the, the coaching? Is it like six months or is it like three months? What's the average time, do you think? Minimum time that I ask a client to sign up for is three months. Because I think you need three months, the first month to actually get used to the coaching and understanding yourself. And then we dig deeper and get into processes and asking more powerful questions. And then we work on what tools you're going to need to be able to move yourself forward and get out of that victim mode and stop, stop reacting to the triggers that appear in your life, or at least diminish them. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Wow. Good. So it's three months, uh, and then do you meet like once a week or? Once a week, yes, for 45 minutes to an hour. And then also if, you know, if something comes up within that week's period of time where we're not meeting, then just they send me an email. I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know, I'm, I'm having an issue with this or I have a question about it. I'm there to answer because I'm totally dedicated to helping people heal because I know what it feels like personally to have that emotional wound and to have that trigger appear in my life, it hurts. Mm -hmm. and I don't want people to hurt like I've known that hurt. Mm -hmm. It's not fun at all. No. And I want people to be able to realize you are creating your life. You are a co-creator with the energy of the universe. It's infinite. There's more than enough for everybody, more than enough. And you can have whatever it is you want. But you have, you're going to have to work at it. You're going to have to be accountable. You're going to have to, to put in the effort. Like I said before, there's no, if there was a magic wand, I'd be going like this to everybody. <laughs> right? Yeah. Shazam, Shazam, you're fixed, you're fixed. That's not how it works. No, that's not how it works. So I think that's a great approach. So it's, it's really worthwhile for three months. You will be able to heal those triggers or the, the most important triggers. You could so, probably in three months, you could probably get to the crux of the matter. It depends on the trigger. 
it depends on how long it's been there, and I think it also depends on the reaction. Do you just react and you just get a little stressed out, or do you do what I used to do, which would be close the door in my office, go in, sit down, start the tears, get all emotional. That's a deep emotional wound, and that's going to take longer to heal. Yeah. 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 Oh, my goodness. But it's so good that people can go to you and know that they'll be heard. Absolutely. That's, that's the really important thing, that they're not being discarded, that they're not being laughed at or poo-pooed, that you are recognizing their wounds. Right. And that is such a relief. It is, because a lot of people feel like they have nobody to talk to. Right. And even if they do have a friend to talk to, or they do mention to a coworker if they come in and say, why are you so upset, and you tell them, they can't understand that unless they've lived that, right? right? Unless they have gone through the same thing, they don't, they just think, oh, geez, you're just another emotional woman, you know? You don't know, you don't know what's going on here, right? So there's another emotional wound, boom. You know, I don't know anything. I'm not good enough. You know what I like about the coaches that I talk to? Uh -huh. Rather than going to a psychotherapist or someone else, they're not into the law of attraction. They're not into these universal principles. They're going by academics. Right, right. And they're missing the inside. And you're not getting that deep connection that you would with life coaches because like I can see with you, you truly do care about the person and want them to get well. Well, the other professionals, shall we say, um, just are intent on making money or putting band-aids on things. Putting band-aids, that's a good idea, yeah. Putting band-aids and not being able to really connect to the person. The connection for the healing to take place is extremely important. Absolutely. You, yeah. that's, that's who, whoever needs coaching, that's what they need to look for, is a person that they can connect with and that the healing can actually take place. Someone who's going to listen, who's going to care, and who's going to absolutely help them. Right, right. And give them their heart and soul. I, I put my heart and soul into it because I really want them to heal. It's important for them to heal. It's important for me to see them heal and know that they are able to be in control of their life and not react the way that they used to react and that they can move on and they can create what they want. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, this is great. Well, thank you so much. We are out of time, but I thoroughly enjoyed this. I did too. And uh, please tell them where they can go to get more information about your coaching. Okay. Where they, um, can they have a, a consultation with you to see? Absolutely. If they go to my website, which is inspired pathlifecoaching.com and they subscribe they automatically get a free session oh so we'll do a free half hour session understand where you're coming from what it is you'd like to work on and see whether or not coaching is going to be a good fit for you that is the way to do it 
That Absolutely. is a way to do it because you, then you're going to be able to see if you can help them and they're going to see if there is a true connection. That right. is so good. I love that. Good work. Good work. Thank okay. you. Hey, well, thank you so much, Joan. This is fantastic. I really appreciate you coming on. I'm sure the listeners just loved the show. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I truly appreciate it. God bless. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week with another great show from Law of Attraction Talk Radio. If you'd like to comment on tonight's show, send an email to jules at loaradionetwork.com and have a great week. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.